This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the Known and Never podcast. I'm your host Natalie Bromley and joining me this week is a full compliment. Listeners, you are in for a treat because we have live in the studio the entire preview show show team. It's myself, Natalie Bromley, Statman Dave and Adam Dennett. Dave, I'm going to come to you first. Hi, welcome back. Hello. Hello. It's very nice having you in the studio and not little snippets in my ear. Uh, different, yes, different. Mm, different. Well, we miss you, and listeners. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start a campaign now to hound Statman Dave to, to get back onto live recordings because we all miss him very much. So join the campaign, um, and of course, I'm also joined by our other preview show panelist, which is of course our FPL expert and all round good egg, Adam Dennett. Adam, thank you so much for stepping in the last couple of preview shows. By the way, when I've been otherwise engaged, I was very grateful. Yeah, no problem. I'm, um, you might be grateful to see Dave, be back with Dave, but I'm grateful that you're back. Um, <laughs> definitely hard work hosting um, and everything that's going on. So I've got uh, an even greater respect for you now after uh, oh, after these couple of weeks. Oh, shucks. I'll be blushing. Stop it. Let's, enough of that nonsense. Let's move on. Let's move on. Well, listeners, we are finally back um, at the football ground, which, of course, there is sad, sad news over the last week of the passing of our Queen Elizabeth II, which did result in last weekend's games being postponed. Um, We do not intend to get into a debate about this, but I think most of us probably feel that on reflection that was perhaps a hasty decision by the FA and we would have... Actually, that's a good point, actually, Dave. I guess the weekend's fixtures were probably a bit hasty, but given that our game against Norwich was on the Friday night, which was literally less than 24 hours after she did pass away, that was probably the right call, actually, I think. Uh, That was probably more understandable. I think the uh, decision to cancel all of the weekend's games, Mm. particularly going to get down to grassroots levels, just seemed to be, uh, um, I don't know, maybe just a a step too far, knee-jerk reaction, taking the decision too quickly. Uh, particularly bearing in mind that other sports were going ahead. I think that's that's the, the thing that people uh, are bringing up, the fact that rugby was going ahead, cricket was played. Cricket wasn't played on the Friday, but the cricket continued on yeah. the Saturday. And yeah. It's, it's 
It is. I think it would have been nice for a lot of football fans to be able to gather together in a big stadium and, and pay their respects. But it's done now. It's done. Um, Adam, I'll come back to, to this point, I think, when we talk about the FPL later on, because it'd be interesting to uh, see how the FPL is going to deal with these fixtures and, you know, possibly cup games, etc. going on. So I will come back to you on that one later. Um, but in the meantime, we actually do have a game to preview because we are, of course... At the second of this season's Lancashire derbies, it is Preston North End away. Now, before we get on to previewing that game, we need to look at a quiz question, which is what we always do. Now, last time we had a preview show, we left you with this particular quiz question. Burnley were looking to make it three consecutive away victories when we visited West Brom following away wins at Shrewsbury in the Cup and Wigan in the league. But can you name the year and the three opposition teams when Burnley last strung together Three consecutive away wins. Ouch, Dave! That I wasn't around for that previous show. That is a stinker. Why on earth did you come up with that one? Um, I didn't think it was too difficult. Mm. Did you know this one, Adam? I wouldn't have been able to guess this. Uh, yeah, I got this one right as we as we no. recorded. I gave my answer to Dave after after the show, and yeah, I think for the first time in a while, I was correct. Wow, that is very impressive. Well, put us out of our misery, please, that man, Dave. What was the answer to this? And did we get any correct answers? Uh, well, it was the second half of the very successful 2017-18 season. It was into the second half of that season uh, when Burnley finished seventh in the Premier League. Um, and we beat, it was actually not just three away games, it was three consecutive matches. Uh, we beat West Ham United away, West Bromwich Albion away, and then also beat Watford, the three three W's. Might have made wow. it easier to remember. Um, oh. And yes, they were three consecutive league games in March 2018. And other than Adam... Uh, we did have uh, another correct answer. So this week's joint quiz star uh, was John Robertson. Oh, as always. Good lad, John. Well, listeners, you do not need to wait very long to get another quiz question. You just need to hang around to the end of the show. We will, of course, be setting you another question this week and we'll give you details of how you can submit that to us. So don't go away. Okay, this week's game, Dave. It's a midweek game. It's a Tuesday night game. It's a Preston North End away. It's on the 13th of September and it's at 8 pm kickoff. Why don't you kick us off with the previous show, Dave, live in the studio with our championship head to head? Yeah, well, Burnley have faced fellow Football League founder members, Preston North End, in 63 previous league seasons although it has been a while since we were last in the same division together, uh, which was our last season at this level in 2015-16. Uh, almost half of those 63 seasons, 30 to be precise, were in the top flight, with 23 in the second tier, eight in the third tier, and two in the basement division. Uh, as always, this feature for this season, we're focusing on the second tier games, and more specifically for this episode, Burnley's away games at that level all of which has taken place at Deepdale, which has been in existence for even longer than Turf Moor. Uh, after several meetings in the first division in the 1880s and 1890s, it wasn't until the first decade of the 20th century that the two teams met in the second division. Burnley lost on all three of our visits to Deepdale in the 1900s, before stopping that run with a 1-1 draw in April 1913, thanks to a second-half equaliser from Teddy Hodgson. Uh, our pass didn't meet again in the second division until the first half of the 1930s, and Burnley came away as losers in all four second-tier league visits to Deepdale in that decade. 
After that, there were several top-flight meetings after the war in the 1940s, 1950s, and the start of the 1960s, in which Burnley incidentally accumulated four more away wins. Back to the second division, though, and into the 1970s, uh, we won 3-1 in August 1971, with goals from Steve Kindon, Frank Casper and Colin Waldron. And 1972-73 culminated with a memorable 1-1 draw, which sealed Burnley's second division title, but the point also saved Preston North End from the drop. Uh, Burnley trailed to an Alex Bruce goal from just before half-time, but Colin Waldron netted an equaliser in the second half, and that score seemed to suit both teams. Uh, there were two more second-tier visits to Deepdale in the 70s, uh, a 2-2 draw in October 1978 and a 3-2 defeat in October 1979, which was also Brian Miller's first match as Burnley manager. And after that, there were no more second-tier meetings until the current millennium, although those 11 visits have produced just three Burnley wins. Uh, we'll skip over the losses in favour of mentioning those victories, which were by a 3-2 scoreline in December 2001, when Stan Turnant was manager, and two memorable goals were scored by King Arthur Noheri, um. although the other two wins came in our last two visits. In February 2011, it was Chelsea lone player Jack Cork who scored the winning goal with a header in a 2-1 win, and we'll revisit our most recent Deepdale victory from the 2015-16 season very soon in our memory match feature. So in total, out of Burnley's 23 previous second-tier away games against Preston, we've won just four, drawn another four, and lost 15. Oh, that's not the greatest of record. Um, well, you've already mentioned that uh, little memory match section, Dave, so why don't you go straight on to that, please, and let us know what you have picked for that one. Uh, are we not going to do play for both first? Oh, yeah, so we are. <laughs> all right listeners see if this is what happens when it comes back live listeners i get away with nothing i can't change anything in the system uh yeah sorry let's do play for, let's do play for both then dave <laughs> who's played for both where are we i think i've got a graphic here somewhere haven't they? you might have sent me what have we got I here did prepare one yes you did let's have a look i'm bringing it up here listeners look at this smooth as ever on the none and ever preview show um oh there's some, hey dave there's some names on here there are some names First and foremost, uh, the mighty Josh Brownhill. I did not know this was a thing. Yeah, he scored against us, didn't he? Did he? Okay, kick us off with some stats on this one, Dave. We've got some right names on here. Well, there's a lot to go through. There's, uh, what is this, 42, 47 players, I think, who've uh, played for us. Actually, 48, if you include uh, Robbie Brady. I only do my figures to the end of the season. I have a, uh, a task through the summer to basically update this. Um, and see who else has been added to the list. Uh, Robbie Brady didn't play for Preston until the start of the season, so he's an extra one that will go on next uh, season when I do the update. But, yeah, in terms of other players, some memorable ones on there in terms of the ones who've played uh, the most times. Willie Irving uh, played 148 times for Burnley, 126 league appearances, also played 81 times for Preston. We've got other players in there like Tony Morley, Steve Taylor, uh, going down the list, uh, Graham Lancashire, Mike Conroy, Steve Harper, David Ayres. Gosh, there's Joyce. some absolute 90s belters in that list as well. Absolute well, it, 90s it, it, belters. It, it keeps going, keeps going. Tony Phillisker, Gary Parkinson, Kurt Nogan. And I'm missing ones out here. There's, there's that many to go through. Ronnie Jepson. Uh, sadly, Lenny John Rose as well was a, a oh, Preston yeah. player passed away recently. 
Lee Briscoe, Tony Ellis didn't play many times for Burnley, but scored uh, a famous oh, goal. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's a name. Uh, Richard Chaplow, uh, Andy Gray, Clark Carlisle, Graham Alexander, David Nugent, Ross Wallace. My goodness. I feel like I've gone on too long with this because there are too many names. We'll we'll, (laughs) we'll you can never go too long. Yes, do that. I I don't think you can ever go on too long, Dave. We could listen to you for hours. You know that. Uh, But yeah, no, listeners, there are some great names in there. Why don't you tweet us um, your memories of of played for both? We'd uh, we'd love to hear some stories about those clarets who've played for them lot down there as well. Okay. We've already had a false start with this one, Dave. Now, this time, I think that we are going to be on the ball with this and we're going to be able to go. Memory match. What have you selected for that? Uh, Well, we mentioned earlier, our memory match is a memorable Friday night game at Deepdale from April 2016. I actually tweeted out a little clip of this earlier, and if anyone uh, saw that, did seem to get quite a reaction. Uh, Burnley was striving for promotion at the time, and we were still unbeaten in the Championship during the second half of the season, after we'd lost unexpectedly on Boxing Day. Um, Over 5,600 noisy Burnley fans had made the trip and certainly made themselves heard on the night. And although the match was far from being a classic, a professional attitude meant that we came away with the result we wanted. The scorer of the only goal was a player who arrived at Turf Moor in August 2015 after an omelette and a chat at Sean Dyche's house. Ah. Drew Martin, his never-say-die never say attitude and consistent performances in midfield meant that he quickly became a crowd favourite, despite the initial misgivings of some fans. And he went on to become Burnley's player of the season. Uh, the only goal came as early on as uh, the sixth minute as Joey Barton's free kick took a wicked deflection and totally wrong-footed goalkeeper Chris Kirkland to put the Clarets ahead. Uh, And it was a league we didn't relinquish as the home side were limited to just one shot on target during the 90 minutes. Uh, Burnley manager Sean Dyche was delighted with the clarity shown by his players, who, despite pressure from Middlesbrough and Brighton, were showing no signs of slowing down as the end of the season approached. 21 undefeated was the song that rang around Deepdale that night. And it was a chant that will be adapted twice more before being sung again in the home uh, victory over QPR and then away at Charlton on the last day of the season, as Burnley added two further victories to ensure automatic promotion, followed by confirmation of the championship title at the Valley, even if we did have to wait a few more days to get our hands on the trophy. Oh, gosh, good memories. I'm really kind of hoping, Adam, that this season does follow suit and that we do get some of those amazing memories. It was such that the championship season was such a good season. And I know we've had an incredible run in the Premier League since, but that was just something special. And I'd love this season to follow. Yeah, I think um, it's got to be up there. It's probably my favourite season following Burnley, uh, that second half of the season. Um, the unbeaten run, yeah, unbelievable. But yeah, we're showing signs of um, of building building some, um, well, hopefully some similar momentum. Um, obviously, you were at uh, West Brom. The atmosphere and the fans has been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. the Wigan game, uh, obviously five one away win. Um, just really, really brought back great memories of of them Lancashire derbies and and especially those. Those victories and that that night at Deepdale in 2016. Oh my god! That, Never just the wall of Clarence fans. It were a fantastic atmosphere uh, from start to finish, and stayed in for quite a while afterwards. Mm. And uh, yeah, the place were rocking. 
I don't remember. I, it felt like there were about three times more fans in there than there were seats. Like none of us sat down. I didn't even know if I was stood near. And when obviously when the free kick went in as well, it was just, I, I'm sure I just got just elbows and like proper limbs. It was at, that's probably where limbs started, I think, in that, that away end that season. But it was, yeah, it was, it was something special. I think, I, I kind of to start to feel a little bit of that when we were away at West Brom and for those listeners who were there with us as well, for the whilst I don't normally like preemptive preempting things, when we were singing for the longest time that we were top of the league, it just felt I don't know, it just felt nice again. It felt that we were the best and it felt like we were good enough to be trying to, you know, compete for trophies obviously and then we didn't we threw it away at the end but let's not dwell on that let's not dwell on that um right okay well listeners you know we don't just like you to take our word for it we like to bring you views from our competitors so in this week's opposition view we spoke to from the finite to get their thoughts ahead of the game hi guys it's jake here from the from the finney podcast um in terms of north end start to the season it's been maybe average, uh, probably. I'd, I'd be sort of leaning towards poor. Even though we sit 10th in the table, we've only lost one game. But Rainlow came in last December and sort of promised PNE fans this attacking brand of football and exciting to watch. And while things have improved versus when Frankie McAvoy was in charge, um, you know, this season, from the eight games we've played, we've, we've won two, drawn five and lost one. Um, only only scored two goals, so it doesn't scream attacking brand of football. Um, obviously the 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 positive in that is that we've only conceded one goal, but I think there's there's some games this season where we we should have conceded, uh, and probably more than one as well. But yeah, I, I think as as far as starts to the season go, this on paper for us was. A relatively easy one, um, so yeah, I'd say, I'd say average to poor start. I'm sort of torn. These this next run of games really, I think, will will define how the season has started and how people look at it because um, we've got a tough run coming up. But in terms of in terms of the game against uh, Burnley. I'm I'm not overly positive. I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. Um, you know, companies come in and got you guys playing, playing football. You know, um, you, you look good from what I've seen, and I, I honestly think we'll struggle to keep you out, whilst also struggling to put the ball in the back of the uh, the R O Murich goal as well. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not massively confident. I would take a, a draw, even though we've drawn five of our opening eight already. But yeah, I think I'd snatch snatch Randolph if you offered me a draw. But I would say it will finish 2-0 Burnley. Um, I hope not many North End fans listening to this, because I'll probably get crucified. But yeah, I think I think it'll finish 2-0 Burnley. As, as for a lineup for North End, Lowe won't change much from his sort of from his back three with with wing backs formation that he plays sort of variations of, uh, but I'll go for Freddie Woodman in net. Um, Liam Lindsay is a centre centre back. 
Greg Cunningham probably will keep his place on the left and Jordan Story will keep his place on the right of the back three and then right wing back. Yeah, yeah, I could see him switching it up a little bit and maybe putting Robbie Brady to the right um, and dropping Brad Potts, who's, who's done okay there to start this season. But I think he, I think he will keep Potts in um, at right wing back, and I think he might change things up and go for Alvaro Fernandez, uh, who's on loan from Man United at left wing back. Then it'll be Ben Whiteman sitting in front of the back three, with probably Daniel Johnson and Alan Brown, the two um, two eights playing just ahead of Ben Whiteman, and then up front I can't see anything but. Emil Reese and Troy Parrott starting. Um, yeah, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully we win. And hopefully we end up putting five past you and get our goal scoring started. But yeah, as I said, I'm not confident. Um, if you're interested in anything about North End, then uh, I'd appreciate if you could give us a follow on Twitter. We're just at from the Finney. Uh, yeah, cheers, boys. Okay, Dave. Back over to you. Hit us up with some referee stats, please, sir. Uh, well, yeah, we've got a more experienced referee. He's been put in charge for our match at Deepdale on Tuesday evening, and that's Select Group 1 official Peter Banks of Liverpool. And He's taken charge of five previous Burnley matches. Uh, we won 2-1 at Rotherham in October 2015, but have failed to win any of the other four, uh, all of which were at Turf Moor. Uh, they were draws against Ipswich Town in 2016 and Sheffield United in 2020 and defeats to Crystal Palace in 2019 and Spurs in the League Cup in 2021. Uh, Peter Banks has also managed to keep his red card in his pocket in these five previous matches and we all hope he can keep it 11v11 unlike our previous Lancashire derby this season against Blackpool. Mm, indeed, indeed. What have you been thinking of the referees this so far this season, Dave? We know we complained about Premier League referees, but my goodness. Um, I think it started off fairly well. I remember that um, uh, James Linnington we had in the game at Huddersfield. I think that apart from maybe an arguable penalty for, for Burnley, um, I think the, the game he controlled very well. Um, I think it's helped by the fact that we don't have um, VAR this season. I think a lot of people have expressed uh, that view that the fact that we don't have Yes, we might lose out on some, but as a whole, the sport, the game, the spectacle is better for not having the video replays. And it's almost like you go back and watch Premier League games. It's like, well, you, you laugh at it in terms of the, the, yeah. the decision making going on. So it's a kind of a relief to be out of that this season. True. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, the, the referees at this level are probably not going to be as good as the uh, the top level officials, it's you know, you, you're playing at an inferior level of football. Mm. The referees are not going to be the, the cream of the crop either. So you're going to get some questionable performances. But on the whole, I don't think it's been been too bad. Yeah, OK. I'll, I'll let you have that one. I think, I think there's been some shockers. And actually, I'm start as much as I dislike it, I am starting to very much see the arguments for VAR in the Championship. But let's let's not dwell on that. Let's not dwell on that. OK, Um Let's you you kick us off then, uh, Adam. We've had a bit of a break, obviously an interrupted time. We've gone from absolutely flying against Wigan to that disappointing um, throwing away of a couple of points at West Brom to having a game called off. But we're back 
now with a refreshed squad, um, transfer windows closed and we're away at Preston. Um, on paper, possibly not an easy game, but then you've also got the added added bite of a Lancashire derby. How are you feeling ahead of the game? Yeah, still confident because uh, the West Brom game, I think, obviously, no, we didn't play well. We'd had a, a lot of games in a short period of time. We did look a bit leggy, didn't have, we were a lot sloppier than we were in, in previous yeah. games. Um, but also, I think it was really good that we showed we showed a lot of fight to stay stay in that game. Defended like we used to we're used to seeing a Burnley side defend, throwing our bodies in the way. Charlie Taylor embodied that with a couple of really good clearances and interceptions. Um, and yeah, we clung on, and it looked like we were going to get um, a victory against against all odds. And it it felt like a signal in the end. Um, especially because we'd, we'd missed some chances in the second half. But on the balance of play, you couldn't really argue with um, with the draw. But overall, you've got to take the positives out of that. You've not played well. You've got a point. Um, kept the unbeaten run run going. Um, and on, on to Preston, they've not looked great. They've, I think they've scored one and conceded one mm. all season in seven, seven games. Um, That's but, a strong defence, though, to not concede. That's going to be tough to break down. It is, and I'm sure it will be. But if if they've not got much bite going forward, then hopefully we can take control of the game. And yeah, we have created chances in these last three games more so than we did in the first few games, like Wigan, Millwall, and um, and West Brom. Like arguably, we could have done what we did to Wigan to West Brom if True. we were more critical with the the chances that we got in the second half. Uh, they've had a, a lot different reflection on the game, but like you said, don't want to dwell on that too much. I, I think we can go into it with a lot of confidence. I know you'll be confident of the, of the win. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's been... Uh, been no, I like uh, it. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Dave, do you share that enthusiasm? Are you feeling confident ahead of the Deepdale trip? Um, I think it'll be tough. I think we... Uh, I mean, we've said about the their... Um, well, lack of goals but at both ends. But I think they've been sort of a little bit skewed. When you look at the, the stats, um, it, it's yeah, bizarre that there's not been any goals scored and, and hardly any conceded. Um, I think it's got to change at some time. So I'm, I'm going to predict a, a glut of goals on uh, on Tuesday night. I think, I don't know, head and heart, I'm thinking maybe 3-3 or maybe Burnley can sneak a 3-2 win. That would be my... Uh, my prediction. I'm not letting you carry on this Premier League debacle of not predicting a Burnley win into the Championship, Dave. You can be bold. You can be brave. Go for the three-two. What did I predict for uh, for West Brom? I think I predicted one-one. A draw. Stop predicting a draw. Stop predicting a draw. We're Go for it. Come on, Adam. Games, yeah. Hit me with you know. Don't don't be Dave. Come on. Give me some positivity. What we're going to do? Score line, please. Uh, we're going to win two-one. Yay. Well, I do actually share Dave's enthusiasm. I think there's going to be a flurry of goals, but I think we're going to give them a right hiding. And I don't think they're going to they're going to score. So I'm going to say Burnley are going to win 4-0. There you go. Listeners, by now, you know the drill. We want your score predictions, please. You can tweet us at known and ever. You can send us an email at previewshow at knownandever.net or you can leave us a comment on our Facebook page. And we will look forward to seeing some very creative goals and we like some goal scorers please as well you know how to do that and how they scored that would be lovely um just before we go um adam i know we've talked about this in the group chat what do you do about the mats and Vitinho dilemma for preston 
leave it as it is, leave Matson at the back? It's a, it's a tough call, isn't it? I think we've played, our better performances have been with Vitinho in, in yeah. the side, but arguably Matson were our best player over those first three games and looked looked really bright down that left left wing. I think it's probably harsh on, on Matson for me to say that because he's come back in for one game, a difficult game where West Brom were yeah. on top from the off and we were, we were they were all sloppy, including Matson who'd not played for a couple of weeks. So I, I don't think it's um, terrible either way if you switch Fatinho back to the right and, and play Matson on the left, that's that's fine. But for me, I, I think Vitinho, I'd start Vitinho um, at left back and... Uh, well, it's basically left wing in it. As soon as we get the ball, yeah, he's yeah, flying true. up that left wing. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd start Vitinho, but I think it's toss of a coin stuff. Uh, okay then, Dave. Well, let's give our listeners a little treat, will you please? Because I know you don't like to leave it there. We're going to round off our preview show news with Statman Dave's miscellaneous stat of the week. Uh, yeah, this week's Staff of the Week is a recycled one because we were going to use it for our Norwich preview, but I didn't want it to go to waste. Uh, and it's a little bit different as it comes directly from a question which was posed to me towards the end of Burnley's uh, previous game at West Brom. Uh, Aaron Murich had just been replaced by Bailey Peacock-Farrell for the second consecutive match. Uh, and Jamie Smith wanted to know if this had ever happened before. At the time, I had to admit that I didn't know the answer, but I said I would check. Um, I can't speak for other clubs, but the instance of a Burnley goalkeeper coming off the bench is a relatively rare one. In fact, it's only ever happened in competitive matches on 18 previous occasions, including the two from uh, the week before last. Um, My checks also confirmed, as I suspected, that it hadn't happened in consecutive Burnley matches before, uh, and the full list was posted in in exclusive on the No Nay Never newsletter. Uh, Subscribers will already have seen that, but for anyone else who's interested in seeing the details of those 18 matches, you can visit nonanever.substack.com and take a look or subscribe for reminders of new updates. Look at that, listeners, what a pro. This is what happens. You know, I'm going to be out of a job soon. I have to go into work and the team take over hosting. You all get super slick pros. You're advertising the newsletter and everything now. I love it. Um, well, that is the end of our preview of the uh, Lancashire Derby away at Preston on Tuesday night. Um, and let's hope that the clouds can go there and get those three points. Well, as ever for the second half of this week's preview show, we are going to bring you FPL news, of course. Listeners who do not participate, you probably won't be interested in this section, but those who do are because it is the highly competitive and much-loved none-and-ever Fantasy Premier League. And this season we have our resident expert. Adam, what on earth has been going on since you last filled us in with our league? Uh, well, quite a lot, FPL-wise, Ooh. especially with the uh, the cancelled game week last weekend. Uh, but because we've not had chance to do a recording, I've got um, the game week six uh, team of the week and the No Nay Never League update. Um, so, Am I in the lead? I'm um, in the lead, Anna. Let's do a spoiler. The, you've snuck into the top 400 uh, this week. But anyway, uh, shall Damn. I just do the team of the week? Yeah, no, we don't need we don't need to hear FPL standings for None Nay Never <laughs> team. Yeah, let's go to team of the week. Um, so this uh, this week's team lines up in a, a three four three formation. And there's a couple of familiar names to us in there. Uh, try and hold back the tears. 
Uh, in goal, Nick Pope no. uh, with another, another clean sheet for Newcastle and a lot of saves, made him the goalkeeper of the week with 12 points in their nil-nil draw at home to Crystal Palace. Um, the back three is Ben Chilwell, uh, came off the bench for Chelsea to get a goal and an assist in their controversial 2-1 win over West Ham, which saw Maxwell Corne's goal ruled out in injury time for basically nothing. Um yeah, that's uh, another. Yeah, that was bad. We don't yeah. oh, um, and then uh, Joe Gomez uh, for Liverpool got nine points in Liverpool's nil-nil draw against Everton, which was infuriating for a lot of uh, players who owned double Liverpool defence, being Alexander Arnold and Robertson, who both only managed to score one point despite the clean sheet. Alexander Arnold playing one minute short of the sixty minutes needed for a clean sheet, and Robertson coming on with 30 minutes left. Um, yeah, both disappointing their owners once more. And completing the back line is Nathan Collins, who oh, um, <laughs> from Wolves' uh, 1-0 victory over Southampton a couple of weekends ago. He picks up all three bonus points in a nine-point haul. Uh, moving on to the midfield, and we've got two Brighton players in there. Their uh, bright start to the, con- uh, to the season continues. 5-2 winners over Leicester City. Uh, Alexis, Alexis McAllister um, bagging a brace, including a very nice free kick, but also had a 30-yard uh, screamer disallowed ridiculously because of uh, someone being uh, a toenail offside. Um, it was an awful decision. And then uh, Leandro Trossard also got 12 points from that game. Um, Rashford uh, for Manchester United. Got 18 points um, in their uh, their 3-1 victory over Arsenal uh, with two goals and an assist. And completing the midfield is Daniel Pordance of Wolves, scoring the winner in that victory for Wolves against uh, against Southampton. And then uh, the three strikers this week, uh, Ivan Tone uh, for Brentford, scoring a hat-trick against Leeds. Where was that in May when we needed Brentford uh... to uh, to do that, um, so yeah, 17 points made in the highest score of this game week. Apart from Rashford, I've just messed up there, but 17 <laughs> points, big ball. Close enough. Uh, and then uh, completing the, the forward line, I Dominic Solanke um, scoring for Bournemouth and grabbing an assist in their comeback victory over Nottingham Forest. And Pat Sandaka of Leicester um, scoring and assisting in their humiliating defeat at Brighton. Uh, so that team would have scored you 135 points without a captain. Um, there's not many highly owned players in there, and it were a miserable week for a lot of managers, including myself. So on to the managers who it wasn't. Yeah, well, you're just being punished from not having Haaland yeah. noticed all season. Anyone who's not had him has just yeah really struggled because he's dominating so far. Um but yeah, you need to fix that as soon as, but I'm sure he'll stop scoring if I give you that advice. Exactly. <laughs> Every time you tell me to do something. Well, you did something a couple of weeks ago as well, and I got 11 points. I was like, I'm going to stop. I think you're sabotaging me on purpose. I think you're threatened by my superior FPL knowledge, Adam Dennett. <laughs> I nearly said that with a straight face. Sorry. Carry on. What else have you got for us? Um, just uh, the no name ever top 10. and mm. just showing how, uh, how quickly things can change. Manager of the month from last month, um, well, Richard Steele's cousin, uh, Matt, is not even in the top 10 anymore. So it just shows you never oh, know. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and it can, can Next change. Next week. Next week. Yeah, I'll you never know. Uh, so the top, <laughs> 10, uh, top 10 of the No Name Never League as it stands. 
is Mark Robinson in 10th place with 415 points. Uh, my mate from Todmorden, Daniel Main, uh, in ninth place, uh, 416 points. Andrew Hodson in eighth with 418 points. Former leader Brad Banks in seventh with 420 points. In joint fifth, uh, Joe Elliott and Megan Locke with 421 points. In fourth, Connor Ward with 423. Third, um, with a very, uh, very good name, but I won't read it out on air. You can go and have a look. Is Peter Shuttleworth um, with 426 points. Dylan Crowther in second place, 438 points. And leading the way is Daniel Shepherd with 440 points. And just to mention that he is currently ranked 1800th out of over 10 million players. <gasps> oh, so, no. Um, I don't know what that is percentage wise, but I think it's below 0.001% of all players. So well done, Daniel. Wow, that is really impressive. Really impressive. I mean, I, I mean, it's not as impressive as me. I'm like 50th or something like that in the country. You know, no biggie, no biggie, no biggie. Um, how are the Northern Ever leaguers doing? Are we? Am I anywhere near being? I'm on the bottom of all of these lists. Um, not quite at the bottom, but um, I think it is just Haaland doing it here. You look at the theme of the teams that are struggling. There's just no Haaland in there. So you're in 398th place currently, Natalie, in our uh, in our table. Um, Charlotte's a bit further up, 361st. George sneaking inside the top 300. Oh, I can't be behind George. That's not that's uh, not on. Yeah, he beat me in the head to head the other week. He don't bother making transfers and still uh, still I hate, takes them. I hate that kid. I hate that kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> producer Matt in 249th. Uh, myself in 122nd. Richard Steele in 106th. Lee Banks and Luke Lambert last year's league and cup winners in uh, 70th and 58th place. And doing very well this year on the quiet is Robbie Kopak in 18. No, the little hustler. He comes into our chat all the time and says, oh, I don't really do fantasy Premier League. I'm not very good at it. I don't do anything. And then he's up at top. Yeah. Well, there you so go. He's competing. Excellent stuff. Right. Uh, what's the what's the deadline for this week for game week seven? Game week uh, eight? So what it's seven? A, yeah, it's a Friday, Friday night deadline. Uh, I think oh, it's half past six. Uh, before the games, uh, just a quick note in case you've not seen, three games have been called off this weekend uh, because of uh, the policing situation around um, next Monday's uh, funeral is Brighton versus Crystal Palace, which was already off because of train strikes. And then today, Man United versus Leeds has been called off and the Chelsea versus Liverpool game, both because of policing. So they'll be rearranged. just because... That the northern police forces are going to have to go down to London. Yeah, I think. Why are the London games Scotland. still on? Um, they've moved the times a bit to manage it, and I think it's games that they can uh, manage if there's one a day. I think they've managed to do it. So the games at Brentford versus Arsenal and Spurs versus Leicester are spread out over okay. the weekend. That's fine. And yeah, I think they want as much played as possible. Especially Arsenal have had to cancel a Champions League game as well. So in terms of FPL, it's a bit of a minefield. But I'd say if you are struggling to put a team out, you're not happy, then you've got that wildcard button. Um, you get more flexibility with that this year because you get free transfers throughout the World Cup after game week 16. So if you're in any way struggling this week, we're already at game week eight. Uh, there's not many weeks to navigate before you get another set of free transfers. So 
unless you're very happy with your team, I think it's probably a, a good point to to play that wild card and get look at the fixtures going forward, get players with that are playing this weekend have got a, a decent few fixtures for the next few weeks and start from there. But um, there seems to be more and more unprecedented um, situations occurring over these last few yeah, years. Yeah, it's been a funny, Pale, funny decade so far. A funny decade. Obviously, it pales yeah. into insignificance, but um, it's all fun at the end of the day. Just keep enjoying it. Lovely stuff. Thank you, Adam. That was a great update. Uh, Dave, I'm going to hand over to you to see us out of this week's preview show, please. Can you please let our listeners know what you've chosen for our quiz question of the week? Right, well, this week's quiz question is related to uh, this Tuesday's game, and it is, uh, Tom Heaton kept a clean sheet at Deepdale in our 1-0 win in the 2015-16 promotion season, the game we mentioned in the memory match earlier. But who was the only other Burnley goalkeeper to keep a clean sheet at Deepdale this millennium, and what was the year? Wow, that's a good question. How do our listeners submit their answers, please, correct or otherwise? Uh, In the usual way, if you can uh, preferably send us a direct message on Twitter, that's at never, or you can email us, uh, that's our dedicated email address, podcast at knownearnever.net, or you can post a reply on the post that will go up on the Never Facebook page. Good stuff. Well, that is all we have time for this week, listeners. Um, Godspeed to everybody travelling to Deepdale tomorrow night. I have no doubt that we will all be there in numbers, screaming our heads off. Let's back the boys and bring those three points home, please. My thanks as ever go to everybody who has contributed to making this preview show, to my colleagues Dave and Adam for their fantastic input, um, which quite frankly, there would be no preview show without their inputs. So thank you both very much for everything that you've done for this week's preview show. To producer Matt for pulling all of this together and getting out there. And finally, to you, the listeners, for downloading and listening to this episode. Your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. The team will be back, hopefully before the weekend, with a look back at that Preston game for a bit of an analysis and talk about all things from the first team downwards. Um, And we'll be back with a preview show looking ahead to the games are going ahead this weekend, aren't they? I still haven't figured out when it said, yeah, the, Bristol City. Yeah, we'll look ahead to we'll look ahead to that game this weekend. So keep an eye out on social media at the moment. As Adam says, these are slightly unprecedented times, and we're a little bit having to fly a bit by the seat of our pants. So keep an eye on social media, and we will announce when shows are going to be broadcast to you. Do take care of yourselves and your others in the meantime. This has been the preview show brought to you by the Known and Ever Podcast. Until next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. 
One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.